letter to Daddy. His address is heaven above. I've written a letter to Daddy saying I love you. We've written a letter to Murphy. Hi, welcome to Dear Ryan Murphy, a short form TV recap podcast and beyond. Each week we stop being polite and start getting really real about the realities of Ryan Murphy. For real. I'm James Tyson. And I'm Ty Bauman. And this week we're biting into the potentially poisoned manwich that was this week's American Horror Story. Spoiler alert. I think the real spoiler alert is that we both liked this episode. It was such a great episode. It was good. So we have positive things to offer the well, world I, good, in these woeful times. Good, not great. Fantastic. This week, American Horror Story Cults. Episode 9, Drink the Kool-Aid. Alternate titles. Evan Peters is acting real. Michigan County Community Theater presents Jesus Christ Superstar. Everybody hates winter. Or good night, militia. But first, our one-take speed recap of the whole episode. Keep the homosexual undertones to a minimum, boys. Episode starts! And we hear the sultry voice of Trump-loving Evan Peters narrating recreations of the tragic events surrounding three real-life cult leaders. Heaven's Gate, Marshall Applewhite, Jim Jones, and David Koresh. All of whom met grisly deaths, and all of whom are played by Evan Peters. Jump ahead and we see that Trump-loving Evan Peters has been telling a bedtime story to his army of chiseled white guys. He asks them all whether or not they would be willing to make the ultimate sacrifice for him. Death. To which they all enthusiastically say yes. These were great men, all of them. Jump ahead to a city council meeting where Evan Peters successfully strong arms the board into passing the Kai Anderson Internet Integrity and Freedom Act, which bans citizens' access to a specific list of websites that he says causes cultural decay. Guess this town just lost its access to FX shows. Councilman Evan Peters also announces his run for Senate. Now, where are the women? Speaking of, progressive lesbian Sarah Paulson is back at home confronting her lesbian wife Ivy about joining the cult. Why did you join a cult? Why did you destroy our family? Why? I felt like I was out of control. Like there was no boundary or structure to contain me or my feelings. Lesbian wife Ivy delivers a powerfully acted monologue about her reasoning for joining the cult. Sarah Paulson responds by delivering a powerfully acted monologue about her rage. Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, arrives with the precocious nerd child Oz. Sarah Paulson confronts Billy Lord. So much confrontation. About fucking her lesbian wife, trying to drive her crazy, oh, and trying to murder her. So Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, delivers a powerfully acted monologue about her reasoning for joining the cult. The three of them decide that they need to run away now, just in time for the white Mormon militia to arrive and escort them to the divine ruler. Formerly known as Trump-loving Evan Peters. Headquarters. Later at the headquarters, divine ruler Evan Peters gathers all the women in the basement, surrounded by his white Mormon militia. Professional reporter Adina Porter is still mad at Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, for framing her last episode, and takes a quick minute to slap her across her alabaster face. No more squabbling, cries the divine ruler. It's time for everyone to drink some Kool-Aid while I deliver a powerfully acted monologue about Jim Jones. Who the hell is Jim Jones? He made his followers drink poison Kool-Aid. One guy is like, I don't want to drink the Kool-Aid. The divine ruler shoots him, so everyone decides to drink the Kool-Aid. But then Divine Ruler's like, there's nothing in the Kool-Aid. And that's pretty much that scene. Time to get the fuck out of Dodge. The next day, the lesbians pack lightly and head to precocious nerd child Oz's school to pick him up, intending to get as far away from Divine Ruler Evan Peters as possible. Too bad their nanny picked him up 30 minutes ago. The lesbians race to the Divine Ruler's headquarters, demanding to get Oz back. Although Sarah Paulson takes a quick minute to slap Carrie Fisher's daughter Billy Lord across her alabaster face. They're a little late because the Divine Ruler has convinced the boy that he 
is his father, and Oz is already calling him daddy. Divine Ruler explains to the lesbians that he's made plenty of donations to their sperm bank and that Oz actually is his son. Divine Ruler decides that Oz is going to spend the night and sends the lesbians on their way. The lesbians regroup at home, plotting to murder Divine Ruler Evan Peters while they eat the dinner Sarah Paulson cooked. I put pasta in boiling water, but it is your sauce. Lesbian wife Ivy starts chomping down while Sarah Paulson slowly unfolds her napkin and sets her plate, delivering a powerfully acted monologue confronting lesbian wife Ivy for trying to drive her insane and leaving her alone in a psych ward. You tried to make me go crazy. You tried to take my son away. She says the thought of revenge is what cured her and, oh, by the way, there's arsenic in the wine. And the pasta. And just like that, there's no more lesbian wife Ivy. Cut to Sarah Paulson at the sperm clinic where she bribes the receptionist to illegally provide her photos of Oz's biological father. She does, and Sarah Paulson discovers that divine ruler Evan Peters actually isn't Oz's father. She convinces the receptionist to swap out some photos, though, and cooks up a plan to cook up a meal for divine ruler at her home and falsely convince him that he actually is Oz's father. Two manwiches later, her plan ends up working and divine ruler believes every word she says. This child is destined for greatness, like his father. My son. Our son. Divine ruler helps Sarah Paulson hide Ivy's body in the same room as his parents. Reunites her with precocious little fucker Oz. And as the three of them hug, Sarah Paulson gives a woefully uncertain look at the camera. End of episode. Nice work, boys! They sure slapped the shit out of Billy Lord! Now for everyone's favorite part of the episode! Two assholes saying funny things about the episode! Take it away, boys! Ow! Oh, are you stop recording? Look at how big that jump was. That's versatility. That's not versatility, that's yelling. That's versatility. <laughs> I'm an extremely versatile actor. Sometimes I'm like really quiet, and then other times I'm like super loud. <laughs> that's versatility. <laughs> so this was, I, I kind of liked this episode. Yeah, right, it was good. It was I, good. I still stand behind what I said last episode, which is that if I wasn't doing this podcast, I would not have watched this episode. Yeah. But I will acknowledge that in that hypothetical reality, I, I missed out on a good episode of American Horror Story. Yes. Well, I think it's... It, it's We finally have the driving force, right, of the season, which... Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Paulson. And it's a, yeah. a mother doing anything to get her son back, which is... That situation just automatically gains the emotional investment of the. Everyone can connect with a mother. You know that a mother's instinct is so powerful. So I feel like this episode had that sort of drive, and you can see her making calculated like attempts to manipulate. Mm-hmm. And I wish that had happened a little earlier in the um, season. You know, I do too. I think we. I mean, this is just no matter what going to be Sarah Paulson's least likable character. They just, it's, we started at a really rough place, but yeah. I do think now, even though, again, that it doesn't quite make sense how we got to this version of her character, I'm I'm game for it. I'm oh, enjoying... I, I, I kind of, well, I think it's that, like, she had time to reflect in the loony bin, you know? It's, it's, yeah, but only, know, it's... <laughs> only, like, a Ryan Murphy, Sarah Paulson character could literally conquer, like, <laughs> lifelong phobias in, like, two weeks because she needed to. <laughs> I guess. Well, I mean, it's the mother's instinct thing, though, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I get you know. So it's that just, kind that's of a lofty. It is. I like it though. But I like where we're at. I no. shouldn't even question how we got here. So, it's like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was nice, and sure, her monologues 
this season were fucking fantastic. Well, everybody had a monologue this episode. Every, yeah, this episode, I mean. Everyone had their own moment to shine. It was a great acting I agree. Episode. It reminded me of, I think it was episode five, where, although this had more, like, plot twists and stuff than I yeah. think that episode did, where it really was, we were allowed to see two character scenes of them, like, hashing shit out. Yeah. Uh... And actually have it rooted in, like, the characters who were finally, like, watchable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally. And um, a lot of it, uh, Evan Peters sort of showing off. I mean, it was well, so... Yeah, Evan, it was basically it, Evan Peters doing the Nutty Professor, but with yeah. cult leaders. I mean, it was so good. It was almost obnoxious, though. It was like, okay, we get it. You know how... It's like just versatility. It's just like what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah some scenes he's really loud, and some scenes he's really quiet. Uh, no, but he—I mean, he is legitimately. I actually liked his cult leaders more than I liked his Andy Warhol. Well, on that though, I was thinking I this season I the, my favorite part of this season has been the historical anecdotes and and seeing like the the Andy Warhol Valerie song. I mean, plot wise, I guess I liked seeing those little holes in the in the. Well, I guess I wouldn't call them holes, like little breaks in the plot. Because it's like you enter a new... That's been a nice... It just um, gives a good context for what we're yes, doing here. Yeah. I actually think like talking about past cult leaders was maybe something that should have been done earlier. I think... Yeah, I, I didn't do my research. You know, I didn't know about the, I didn't know about these right. people or these cults. Like, I think you're kind of like a winter in that regard. Who's Jim Jones? I didn't know who Jim Jones <laughs> yes. is. Yeah. But that scene... So because it started, I think it... It was effective in how it started with these real things, you know, right. represent. And because then I was like, "Wow, this actually happened," and that terrified me. So when it came down to uh, the shows, when he's making them all drink, right. I was genuinely. It's kind of like, "What are we doing here?" Oh, this is it. Like, yeah. the, I do, I do love the line um, from one of the like Mormon boy uh, militia after he's telling the story of like. Is this a cult? I thought we were a political movement. Because he's basically like, wait a minute, is this a cult? I thought yeah. we were Nazis. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all I know. Um, I love all their little nicknames too, and all, all those boys. Speedwagon. <laughs> Speedwagon. <laughs> Just like, when did that become a thing? Like, suddenly they all have character names. Last episode, and I wish that they had kept it up, but Sarah Paulson just called him Aerosmith the whole time. <laughs> she did? She called him it like a couple times. As, like, like, when? And then, like, you watch it, we watch it with the. The uh, we call it the, crack, the subtitles because I'm an old man. Aerosmith. They're like, you're like what? <laughs> I do love this episode that Oz is just completely over these fucking adults. Oh, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> doesn't he give a shit. He's, He's so like, like such a fair weather friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, if Sarah Paulson's being annoying, he's like, that mom's annoying. Yeah, he calls her out. You know, he calls her out, and that was a. That was a great scene too, him with with the boys. And I didn't, I forgot he had been there, and he just uh, which scene? The one that's not what Wikipedia says. Oh, <laughs> him hanging out with the. I keep saying Mormon boys, by the way, oh, so because sexy. there's an actual porn on. There's yeah, a <laughs> I'm lot. sure you know, there's a lot of but there's Mormon a quote unquote Mormon boys porn. Mom, you might not know about this. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a, it's a genre of porn where it's just like Mormon boys dressed in the Mormon underwear, and yeah. honestly, the way that they shot this scene, no, this was Ryan Murphy, you know, homoeroticism, homoerotic, which is fine, you know. And well, fine this episode because there's no women being raped yeah, in the background. Right. It was like God, oh, we gotta balance things out, I guess, or something. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Um, but winter's the worst. Can we talk winter, about that? <laughs> winter. A great costume. She always looks so fucking great. I love her whole style, besides the point. You know what I actually think I realized this episode watching her is that, like, you were, like, saying, like, oh, poor, poor Winter. Yeah. Because she got the shit kicked out of her a couple yeah, times. Yeah. And I felt like... Well, Winter deserved it, but I felt bad for Billy Lord. Yeah, it's like you read the script, you're like, oh my god. Well, it's but I, but I think it actually speaks to a bigger problem all season, which is that the the actors are so much clear, they're so clearly smarter than their characters. Yeah, right. Which can be a hard thing to do. You know, it's like how do you adjust your intelligence? <laughs> right. <laughs> Act dumb. <laughs> yeah, but it's to the extent that like the characters' actions aren't registering. Like yeah. by all accounts, I should have hated Winter this episode. Yeah, but I like Billy Lord, and I just I love her dry delivery though. You know, everything is just so just I don't care. <laughs> you know, well she lost her entire family. I don't think she cares. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> care much either. Yeah, you know? but I well I think the, the reason I felt bad was Dina Porter came out ready to fucking go. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I was terrified. Like, through the TV screen, I yeah. was scared. Was like, I hope she doesn't slap me. I know, yeah. But yeah. I think the best scene, potentially, of the entire show so far was definitely the uh, the pasta scene. With Ivy? Or... Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Allie, you tried to make me go crazy. You tried to take my son away. You let yourself be seduced by the babysitter. And worst of all, you let Kai into our lives. And I couldn't forgive you for any of it. But then the thought of revenge, hmm, <laughs> that cured me. <laughs> you think you're cured? <laughs> I wish you were. Hell, this is the woman I've always wanted. Strong and assertive, someone who doesn't cower at the sight of clowns or holes or blood or whatever else. But it's a passing phase, Allie. You're all bluster and no follow through. You'll revert back to what you really are, a coward. So you can dream of revenge, but I'm not afraid of you. You'll never do anything to me. I already have. I put arsenic in the wine <coughs> and the pasta. <coughs> Oz will never forgive you. No, it's you he won't forgive for abandoning me. <laughs> I knew I couldn't trust you, and I wasn't going to let you stand in my way. <laughs> I found my strength, Ivy. I only want two things in this life. <laughs> I want Oz all to myself, <laughs> and I want to watch you die. <laughs> Halfway home. Something was up when the scene started. You know, you could see it in Sarah Paulson's stoic little smile. You know, like I've got something. And she, and they're also like, it's written as like, oh, very suddenly we're just gonna have like a nice family. Let's have some the dinner. The wine we had Sit on our honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. I picked it out myself. Let's have a little nosh. Yeah, but then I caught. I picked when when I saw it, they kept shooting uh, Ivy just down in the wide, and Sarah Paulson just holding hers and folding smiling. her napkin. Folding her napkin. But it was great, and I and I it was great on both ends too. Like the way Allie sort of turned on her, and you saw, wow. Oh, you think you're cured? If I was Sarah Paulson, I would feel um, 
gaslit is that the word yeah that's you a, know well, that's like, what she was doing yeah that's a true thing of many relationships is the one it, it's like well, psychological it's, a, it's definitely a true thing of all of sarah paulson's characters <laughs> relationships <laughs> i'm not crazy i'm not crazy yeah, 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 yeah. but honestly i would have poisoned the fuck out of her too i would too and i just love when she says to evan peters he says uh he kind of says where's your wife she, in the trunk. <laughs> no fucks given anymore. None. Which is fantastic. I kind of needed... See, I'm still a little torn where, like, I have to keep reminding myself of who, of what these characters have done. Because it's all happened so quickly that, like, I... For instance, when she was killing uh, Ivy, at first I was like, oh, no, because I... And then I had to remind myself, like, oh, right, no, at this point, Ivy is... Evil, well, and I'm, right. I'm pro this, right? Because but I, it's all—it's been told in so many flashbacks, you know. So it's almost—that is a part of it. Yeah. So it's like it's almost set up for you to like, watch it again and again and again. The problem is people aren't going to want to do that because it's—it's it's, you know. <laughs> no God, no. <laughs> um, I also have to say I'm a little sad about professional reporter Adina Porter's role so far. I really thought. I really thought we were headed in the direction of Francis Conroy and Adina Porter, like, f- fucking killing Evan Peters. Yeah, and then make it, like, a, a two-sided two-sided thing, like a war. Yeah, like a war. Yeah. All I wanted was a war. war. A little cult war. Yeah. Well, Francis Conroy is coming back. Is she? Next episode, Because yeah. that, I wrote that down in my notes. Where the hell is Francis yeah, I Conroy? Know. I was so excited. I was like, now we got some, you know... Some meat. I have so many questions about that, though, because Francis Conroy was playing Lena Dunham's lover, like, older, right? Yeah. So then how did how did Trump-loving Evan Peters meet Valerie Solanas' yeah, lover? Yeah, they sort of let that, like, just sit. You know, it's like, are you just supposed to know? Unless we're going to actually find I, out. I, I mean, I guess we might, but, like, yeah. where does she hang out during the day? I know. Does she wear that cloak to the grocery store? <laughs> I would. What does she do with her time? If I was Francis Conroy, I would always be in character. (laughs) Some kind. (laughs) I want to wear cloaks everywhere. Who I think should have been wearing a cloak this episode was Sarah Paulson. Just like a whole costume change, a whole... Just every... I mean, she was just so... She she really... uh, is just a queen. She was so wonderful, not only in the Ivy scene, but in the Evan Peters scene. Mm-hmm. Just like masterfully, like you were saying, like finally, like pulling the strings and yes. manipulating like the situations around her in like a very like almost villainous way. Very like Iago way, you know. It's she's trying to. She knows what she needs, and she's so we're watching her now. We are identify with her, you know? Before we didn't have anyone we were identifying with. Nobody was likable, right? Maybe that's it. Nobody was Nobody really... was likable. Suddenly, but now we've got like a have... real, like you're saying, like a real Iago. Yum, manwich. Where's your wife? She's in the trunk. I killed her. Ha! <laughs> Holy shit, are you serious? Yeah. Wow, I had you all wrong, didn't I? How'd you do it? I poisoned her. How did it feel to watch her die? Oh, it felt fucking fantastic. She wanted us to kill you. Well, why am I still alive? 
A son needs his father. So, you finally believe me. I didn't. Until I got the evidence. There it is, in black and white. You are an easy person to choose. Athletic, no diseases, IQ through the roof. It was like hitting the genetic jackpot. Somehow, all those years ago, I knew you were extraordinary without ever meeting you or even knowing your name. You were just donor number X93994. Something about you spoke to me. Because this is cosmic. <sighs> Written in the stars. Divine intervention bringing us together. Holy shit balls. I'm fucking awesome. I literally spoke this into existence. I'm a daddy. I'm Oz's real daddy. We made a messiah, baby. This child is destined for greatness, like his father. My son? Our son. Okay, in all this madness that's Ryan Murphy, here's a human being. And yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch that she would be reformed <laughs> in two weeks. But, you know, I'm willing to let that... You know, go over there. I'm brushing my shoulder right now. I know, but that surely just sounds like a shoot to the mic. <laughs> we gotta do a filmed episode soon. Because <laughs> everything I communicate with is physical. We need to do a filmed episode, if only so I can make a video a la the like documentaries about Kennedy shooting, where I'm just like, and oh. here's Ty's mouth, like <laughs> facing <laughs> east when the so microphone is sense. west. It would make so much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good to see that she's got a fucking plan. Yeah, she's got a plan, and it's, 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 like I said, we're emotionally invested now, I feel like. You know, you would do anything for your children if you had them. And I just feel like we're finally, at least with this episode, and maybe, God, hopefully we're done with this, we're taking a break from these, like, buzzwordy themes, like... It might have just been bad timing, but like this season, literally the week of a mass shooting, they did a mass shooting episode. The week of the hashtag Me Too, they did an episode with two rapes. Like, yeah. They, I th well, this was all filmed before, though. I know, and know? I'm sure it's unfortunate timing, but like this episode felt like we're just gonna deal with the characters. It's not gonna be yeah, like yeah. clickbaity. Like, I think there were no incest scenes. Yeah. There were, you know. I think, yeah, it sort of did unintentionally reflect what, what was happening in the world, you know. But it's like world, the life goes on and art goes on and our podcast goes on, you know. I got to say, I'm proud of it. There's been a lot of shit that has been go going on in, on the planet Earth. And we've been plugging along every week. Oh, yeah. Honestly, if anything, yeah, absolutely. I'll pat myself on the back for that. Right. I got out of bed this morning. Yeah, right? You know, it's like important. And keep going. That's it. We did it. We did it. Man, I don't even know how to feel anymore about this season or... Oh, I thought you were going to say just in general. I was like... <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that's just a constant, but... Like, I feel like we did it. I feel yeah. like there's things we didn't get to. Yeah. You know, but I'm not sure... Where... What are we doing? Hey, we're just talking and having a nice just time. jamming about the episode. And we're breathing, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. I don't know why. I just feel like this episode, we didn't, I didn't have to go big picture with anything because I didn't feel triggered by any plot points. Yeah, you were very <laughs> calm, this one. <laughs> well, because, again, there was no incest or rape. Yeah, like, there was yeah. nothing for me to be like, God damn it, stop! It kind of numbed us a little, right? That right, last yeah. episode, it was sort of like, all right, okay, now we can <laughs> now, sit you, back and relax. Yeah, anything, anything that's not rape or incest, it's yeah. like, oh, I guess that was good. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> It's a new bar. <laughs> I will say, as two uh, New Yorkers, uh, Republican, just <laughs> as, as two Trump-loving patriots. Um, no, I do, I want to say, as as a New Yorker and as someone who works near the attack from yesterday, my love goes out to any anyone who's just freaking out about oh, anything. Yeah. Stay calm, people. Stay We're calm. Strong. We're strong. And if you need to blow off some steam, Jack maybe. Off. I mean, don't. Or, or do. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Short of that, maybe, you know, log in iTunes <laughs> and give us a five star review. What a horrible segue. No, you know what? <laughs> you all know to review us. I legitimately hope you're all dealing with your mental health as love, best you can. Love you. Love you. Oh, and yeah, in the meantime, we love.